This episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. Welcome to Girl Influence Power Podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, the social plus shopping app that is your new platform for fashion. Thank you for tuning in Life on CastBox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin in partnership with CastBox. Ladies, have you ever been caught trying to find that perfect gift for that girl who has everything? Guys, have you ever forgotten a big day like an anniversary or birthday? Well, fear no more. Girlfriend Box is the personalized jewelry gifting box automatically sent. You can pre-schedule ahead and never forget again. So go ahead and schedule your gift today at girlfriendbox.com. For those tuning in to my podcast for the first time, what is Girl Influence Power? This is my podcast dedicated to interviewing influential women, whether she's an entrepreneur, a business leader, an influencer, or a public figure, to explore the common thread that binds us together and makes us the kind of women we are today. Today, we have the unstoppable entrepreneur, Chewy Jang, with us. Chewy is the CEO of Kids Dream, a special occasions kids clothing brand that inspires young girls to feel the wonderment of being a princess through its beautiful dresses that capture the magic of their childhood. As a family-owned kids apparel brand designed and made here in Los Angeles, Chewy takes pride in being actively involved in her business and in her community. Kids Dream is sold directly online as well as through extensive wholesale networks that span over 35 countries through authorized retailers. Taking control of how COVID has suddenly impacted her business, Chewy quickly pivoted to make fabric face masks and started LA Face Mask. She is now also the CEO of LA Face Mask. As a local manufacturer located in Los Angeles, Chewy quickly produced face masks to save her business and also donated thousands of masks to hospitals, and frontline workers. Chewy grew up in Los Angeles since immigrating from South Korea at the age of five. She graduated from Marlboro School and received her bachelor's in finance and management from Santa Clara University Levy School of Business. Chewy is heavily involved with Asian American business community and serves on the board of Asian Business Association and ACE Next Generation. Um, on her spare time, Chewy is also a licensed real estate agent and investor. She loves to connect to her community and mentor new startup entrepreneurs. She is most proud to be in the LGBT community. Welcome, Chewy. Thank you. Okay, let's get started and talk a little bit of how you are as a kid. So you came to the States at five years old. What memories stuck with you before or after this huge change in life? This is kind of sad, but my parents didn't tell me we're moving here. Oh. So I think my first memory, they told me we're going to my grandma's house. Oh, no. Yeah, so the flight was supposed to be one hour, but became, you know, 13 hours. <laughs> wow. But I slept through the whole flight, uh-huh. being a good kid I am. <laughs> I came here and was like, what is all these people? Like, why are they so tall? Are they white? Like, right, who are right, these right, people? Right, right. So I think I was only five, but I remember being in shock. <laughs> yeah, of, like, obviously. <laughs> right. I think the second memory I have is... Um, there was a McDonald's in mm-hmm. the near the apartment that I lived right, in Koreatown. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like holding my mom and dad's hand, just walking to McDonald's and the play the oh, playground area, right, right, right. having the best time. Oh, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got a really good impression of the U.S. Yeah, for McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you recall why your parents wanted to move out to the states? I mean, what's their primary motivation to uproot the family from Korea and move all right. the way here? 
Of course, it's all about the American dream, right? Right, so right. They wanted a better future for me. It was just me at the time. My mm -hmm, sister was mm -hmm. born here um, oh, nine years okay. later. Mm -hmm. um, just better school. Just, you know, they saw a bigger potential for right. me here in America. That's um, true. We moved to a, a street called Harvard Boulevard. And they were just like, <laughs> see, we're going to move here and you're going to go to Harvard. And they just had this whole grand, you know, right. dream for <laughs> yes. me. Yes. Well, that's great. <laughs> hey, at least they're very inspiring to look very further ahead. <laughs> um, so your parents were sewers back home, right? And then right. they started their business here in the States. What can you remember about their, I mean, their beginning as an sure. entrepreneur? It must be really hard. Yeah, I mean, they started their company in Korea when they were like 21, 22. Mm -hmm. So very young entrepreneurs right. there too. Mm -hmm. So when they first moved here, um, thank God the garment district is right here in LA. <laughs> right. So they were able to find jobs right away. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. um, when we first moved here, it was a one bedroom apartment. I right. remember they had sewing machines in the living room. Oh, wow. Um, I don't really remember, my, but my mom always tells me that she felt really bad, that it was really dusty mm -hmm. and there's always clothes in the room. Right, right. Um, but I never really thought much of it. I was right. a happy child, just think, you know, happy that my parents were there too. And that's true. That's yeah. true. I agree with you. And there's actually a lot of friends of mine with parents, um, you know, with young kids who are worried about the COVID impacting their kid. And then mm -hmm. I've also had older friends who tell me that, no, as long as the kids feels loved, right? Um, they don't actually even remember some of these, um, you know, yeah, things <laughs> that they would details that mm -hmm. you think would matter to a parent, you know, didn't right. matter to a child. Oh, yeah, that's they, really nice. They too. were busy, though. Oh, they're, okay. <laughs> they're always working. Right, right, right. Their love was there. Oh, so that's I know. All yeah. But yeah. I think that's good because I think that that's where we get our work ethics right. <laughs> because we watch our parents work so hard. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. So now what were you like when you were a kid? Are you athletic, like studious? <laughs> Describe. We want to know more. <laughs> more athletic. Um, maybe school wasn't my forte. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I didn't love it so much, but um, I loved just like all the sports at school. Right. Um, just all activities. I was in so many like extracurricular activities. Right, right. Um, you know, Asian parents, they want to like do all the lessons, you know, yes. piano, guitar, taekwondo, <laughs> right. and like everything you can right, imagine. Right. At one point I was playing like eight instruments oh, in, wow. when I was in like fifth grade. It's just a lot. Just like <laughs> anything I had an interest, I'm like, okay, let's, let's take some lessons, you right, know, right, right, maybe right. you'll be good at it. Right, so right, right. they did off, um, offer a lot of that. It's an opportunity for me to explore what I enjoy doing. Right. That's true. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, looking back, it's, you know, it feels very stressful listening to it, but I'm sure it's a good, it's a good thing as a, a you know, as a child to be exposed to all of these it was different great. things. Yeah. yeah. No, but the funny thing is a lot of uh, Asian parents like academics. Right. But, <laughs> but there was the, that too. Right. But yeah. the, the sports, you know, yeah. is kind of what kids really love. Yeah. Um, do you think like being an athlete makes an like makes an impact or really you know changes the way you are as you grew up or go into business um, you know that desire to compete uh, what, what's yeah what's your take on that yeah I mean you have to love competition right <laughs> you know like when you're in business you do want to win yes. you know and plus also there's um, the aspect of team yes teamwork yes. and um, in college, I rowed. So mm -hmm. that's like, there's no bigger sport than uh, rowing as a team sport. Right. You're literally just in, you know, in a boat with eight people and right. you have to move the same yep. for the boat to move back. That's true. So, that's true. Yeah. So was that hard or did you? 
Yeah, it's probably not the best sport to choose as a freshman year in college. Um, oh, wow. Our practices were at 6 a.m., uh-huh. you know, and it got moved to earlier 5.30 oh, a.m. every morning, you know, as a freshman in college. Yeah, yeah. I still, you know, it was good. Yeah. Sometimes it makes you more productive that you're so busy. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been freshman 10, freshman 15 for sure if I right, didn't have right, right. rowing That's true. Crew. That's very, very true. Um. So did your parents always wanted you to be an entrepreneur growing up or, you know, what, what were your, some of your aspirations? Sure. Um, I just know that I love the game Monopoly mm-hmm. growing up <laughs> and I just watched my parents, you know, always doing business. So right, I never right. really thought about any other career. Oh, so nice. when I applied for college, I just went, applied straight for business school. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't think there was any other career for me, really. <laughs> well, so you're very focused for me yeah. since you're very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Now, it's very actually fairly typical that for Asian families that both the mom and dad build the business together. Now, um, what was your experience with your parents and their entrepreneur journey? journey? Was it difficult um, as a child being part of it? I mean, were you dragged to the office <laughs> a lot? Yeah, definitely. The summer times, just helping them, you know, flip clothing or like rip the size tickets. Right, right, um, right, right. <laughs> I don't think they ever forced me to, but right, right. it's just what else am I going to do? It's like, I just go help. You that's know, true. At the that's factory. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but true. I was able to see them um, just work so hard. I think that's really like stuck with me. Like, right, right. You know, in the manufacturing is not a easy job. No, it's not. You know, yeah. it's, it's brutal with no AC, yes. especially during the summertime. Mm-hmm. But they work so hard, and you could just see that they're doing that for right. the family, and that's you know, true. They want a, the best life for us. So. That's true. That's true. And yeah. small quarters. It's hot. It's packed. It's Definitely. noisy. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I know how that is. Um, now, you went to Marlboro School, which is an independent all-girl college prep school here in Los Angeles. Now, I guess I'm thinking back about my daughter, who's also five right now, growing up and, you know, going to, a, you know, kind of a similar type of school. What do you think um, going to an all-girl school is, uh, is impactful for you as a person, young girl growing up? Sure. Um even before that, because I came here with my family when I was five. Mm-hmm. Um, we came with, you know, $500 in our pockets right, right, and my right. very poor, you know, apartment. Mm-hmm. But I had this opportunity through my fifth grade teacher who kind of introduced Marlboro to us because uh-huh. we wouldn't have ever known there was a private school called Marlboro right, you know, right, being right. in Koreatown. That's true. Um, and I got a full ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to go to the school with, oh, wow. you know, and just like open my eyes to so much more, <laughs> That's you know, true. than my world That's that in true. Koreatown. That's and, true. You know, well, you know, in Koreatown, everyone's immigrants, everyone's yeah. poor. So right, just right. like going there was just like so eye-opening. Right, right, right. Um, but the all-girls part was definitely easier, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and we had uniforms, so it was just, like, so much easier ah, to that's true. go to school so you don't have to worry about, like, what am I going to wear? Are they yes, going to judge me because true. I don't have that's money? True. So there's a lot of things like that that um, it was more comfortable, mm-hmm. I think, going to all-girls school. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they didn't even have social media back then, but, like, <laughs> was there different types of, like, you know, uh, dynamics in school? I guess I don't want to say bullying, but yeah. do you feel like there's different, you know, different energies or forces when you're in a private school that, yeah, or cliques or something like that? Yeah. Marlboro, at least my friends or the, there's only 88 of us in uh-huh, our class, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. All the girls are really great. Uh, I think it's just the parents. That right, they, right. Their parents are, I'm sure, very great people. So they're all humble. Right, right. Um, you don't know how wealthy they are until mm-hmm. you go to their birthday party or something. <laughs> right. And you're just like, mind <laughs> Like, what is this place, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they're all really good kids. So I right, didn't, right. Um, I think Marlboro did 
do a good job in fostering that you know like friendly that, mm, environment where right. there's like no bullying or anything right, like that that's true mm-hmm. yeah no because i actually went to an all girls college too and i felt like it was more supportive mm-hmm. being with a lot of girls rather than i think a lot of people think there's a lot of competition mm-hmm. um with women and like all in one place like there's so many women in one place <laughs> but it's not true you know yeah so i'm glad you can attest to that too um, so what is kind of one takeaway you have from your high school experience that you felt shaped your life? Just knowing that there's more than what my world was currently. Right. And then just being able to um, like have bigger dreams. That's true. Yeah, That's seeing true. Uh, my friend's parents, all the success they have, right, and, right. You know, not just monetary, but right. just everything, their That's whole life. True. It just made me realize that oh, I could have, I could be like them one day and just like want to achieve so much more. Right. No, I agree. Actually, that is very, very, very good. Um, So now what are some of the women that were kind of inspirational to you growing up? Um, Definitely on like on TV, like Oprah was Mm -hmm. like, I looked. (laughs) That's kind of like me too. (laughs) Oprah, um, that fifth grade class that I told you with the Mm -hmm. teacher that introduced me to Marvel. Right, right, right. It was a really special class because he was teaching like Shakespeare Mm -hmm. and um, like rock and roll to Uh to these kids. And Oprah saw the class and she actually gave us a hundred thousand dollar (gasps) grant. Wow. And 25 laptops. Oh, this was when I was in fifth grade. So Uh there was a segment of us on Oprah, and it just like wow, the generosity right, and just right, like this right, woman right. is able to do this and right. it just changed our lives, you right, know? Right, right. No, it's so, true. Yeah, I think she was a great example of generosity. Definitely. And yeah, and then just diversity too. And yeah. It's difficult, you know, not being <laughs> white, I guess. You yeah. Know, and, you know, in, in, in the U.S., um, yeah, so being like a woman of color, which is difficult. Um, and then being women on top of that and then you have to compete with the men. Anyway, <laughs> blabbing on. Um, I know you're a proud member of the LGBT uh, community. So this topic is usually very sensitive to Asian families. What advice do you have for other Asian kids struggling with their identity, especially with the family? Sure. Um, you know, it's obviously hasn't been easy from the beginning. Right. But now I'm at a point I'm turning 30 mm-hmm. this year. So this year, actually, I did a webinar that was more LGBT focused. Uh-huh. And I was one of the panelists. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time I actually came like publicly. Right. I right. was never you know, shy about mm-hmm. it, but still on the family side, it's because we're Korean or Asian. Right, it's right. not talked about. It's very hard to talk about, right. you know, it's yeah. kind of like a don't ask, don't tell yes, situation still. That's true. But personally, I'm still trying to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just like give visibility to being an Asian right, you know, right. in the community. Right. I'm bi, but it's, you know, it doesn't matter. I want right, you know, right. to just like give a face mm-hmm. to especially for female entrepreneurs maybe asian american just right like, hey, that's true that's there's true. me you could do it all <laughs> that. yeah. that's true that's true mm-hmm. because i think that is a very it's a very difficult topic to talk about yeah um did you have to talk to your parents about it or your family you know yeah when i came out a couple of years ago oh, okay um maybe six, seven years ago oh, now. okay, okay. So this is pretty crazy that I'm even like talking about this openly, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I'm just trying to do more. Right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. Because I have some friends too and it was very difficult to talk to their parents. Definitely. I think that that's the hardest part. Definitely. Uh, friends, I feel, you know, it's 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 more ex- easier right? because they know you and they know who you are and not, not saying the parents are not, yeah. but yeah, but I think just parents in general. And you could pick and choose your friends. Right, If right. they don't accept you, then you yes, know, exactly. you don't need to be friends. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. 
Um, you obviously obviously had your sights on expanding the family business um, because you major in that in college. So walk me through your pro- like thought process of why you chose business, um, you know, back when in the days of college. <laughs> so my parents were manufacturers. Mm-hmm. They're a manufacturer for a company called Kidstream. Uh-huh. And when I was about to graduate in 2012, right. they had the opportunity to purchase the business. So uh, it was kind of like mm-hmm. the perfect right. um like timing for right, everything. Right. I felt so blessed that we were mm-hmm. having this opportunity. Right. So I majored in business. I always knew I wanted to be in business. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, okay, let's let's go with this. Yes, you know? let's do it as a family. Yeah, my yeah. parents were continuing the manufacturing side right, and I was right. able to do the sales and wholesale mm-hmm. side of the business. Oh, nice. Okay, so now how was Santa Clara University like? Um, it's it's top rank for entrepreneurship. You know, how's that program? School was good. Um, it's definitely um, a lot, not a lot of diversity and stuff, but yeah. you could definitely find your own hub of right, you right, know, right. students. But business-wise, I learned a lot from the class. Were you classes. able to apply a lot of the academic stuff that you learn in, in real life working <laughs> in the company? or <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> not really? Not too much, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you kind of, mainly for entrepreneurship, you kind of learn as you go. Right, <laughs> it is true. Entrepreneurship yeah. is kind of hard to kind of learn. Definitely. Yeah, management may be one thing. Yeah. But yeah, entrepreneur is kind of, born or that instinct is very uh, natural um do you think educational is critical uh for your success i mean i think just the opportunity of going to a four-year college right i think that's something that i really treasure just like having the opportunity to do four years of school Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. having that experience right um but yeah definitely from finance to marketing i that's like very, you know, useful for my business. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Now you can read a, a P&L <laughs> right. income statement. Because <laughs> right. that, I mean, I, I started my entrepreneur journey without having anything to do with business. And mm-hmm. that was the toughest part for me was the financials. The financials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to learn that. I actually had to go back to school to, do, to learn it on my own while I was running my business. Yeah. So I'm glad you actually had that basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, would you rather go into business with a friend, with your family, or by yourself? So family, it's been working out pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the business with my partner before. Right. Not so great. <laughs> but friends, um, I'm looking forward to it. Like, one day I, I do want to do business with my friends because, I mean, it's about lifting each other up, you know? Right, like, right, right, right. That's so. true. That's true. Because sometimes, you know, I think that trust is very important. And I feel right. like businesses nowadays, it's not... Like back in the days, my parents used to say, oh, go into business on your own. Otherwise, you get into disputes. But I feel like business nowadays, you actually do need a partner. Yeah. Because you can't possibly have all the skills to everything. <laughs> my dad was really against partner. Oh, partners. really? Yeah. Ah, okay. I guess he had some bad experience yeah, in the past, yeah. too. But I'm all for it. <laughs> because I, mean, I love to do so much thing, so many things. Right, I right, right, can't right. possibly do everything by myself. That's true. No, I agree with you. Yeah, well, that's kind of a change mindset, which is good. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the education is supposed to bring for right. us. All right, thank you. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Chewy. Now you can try before you buy on Collectin. Introducing Experience, the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with experience. Get it today, only on Collectin.
We're back with Chewy Jang, CEO of Kidstream. Now let's talk about your work life. So you are the CEO of Kidstream. Tell us about your company. We are a special occasion girls dress company. Mm -hmm. um, it's mainly for girls under 12. Okay. But our sizes range from newborn all the way to plus sizes, 20.5. We wanted to have dresses for all girls in ah, all shapes. Okay, right. Um, mainly wholesale business. We have our brand Kidstream and we retail out to a lot of retailers all over the world. Mm -hmm. We have a retail channel, uh, kidstreamus.com mm -hmm. as direct to consumer. Oh, nice. Business. Oh, nice. Now, when did you decide you want to go into the family business? I think it was right after college there was an opportunity um, to join right away oh so. good good so you were always involved now do you feel like it's a duty or just you just that's that's what you wanted to do from the very start I've always wanted to do business mm -hmm. um and then it's like okay you could run a business and be right, like yeah why right. wouldn't take that that's a great opportunity <laughs> to work for someone else you know that's true that's yeah. true now your business transition from being a manufacturer wholesaler to retail and then online retail so um what's that journey like i know it's ex exceedingly difficult to change from one to another mm -hmm. yeah share with us your experience Sure. Manufacturing to wholesale kind of happened with my parents' generation because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they used to be manufacturers and we were right. able to upgrade into wholesale. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, things were great the first five years. Right. And of course, the the climate change, you mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. for garment industry and right. whole just became a lot harder. Mm -hmm. um, so I was spending a lot of um, time and energy into mm -hmm. our social media pages. Right. And a lot of the comments that we've been getting is like, oh, where can we buy this? Where can uh, we buy that? Right. So I'm like, okay, I think we're, we got enough traction so we mm -hmm. can have our own platform. Right. So then I shifted kind of putting more energy into my retail site, uh, which right. became a blessing because, you know, when COVID hit, oh, um, yes. we were able to completely transition to retail right. because That's our wholesale true. business was like, dead yeah. <laughs> it was done yeah yeah it's true it's true it's like quiet for like three months yeah you know nothing yeah. you've ever seen before um so it, it's great no because i see a lot of followers on your instagram as well <laughs> that was hard yeah it's yeah. hard right it's hard to build up social media especially yeah. as one lone brand i feel like you right. know and like you're out there with like everybody else mm -hmm. um now it's a difficult working alongside with your parents um i'm, I'm assuming they must both have very strong personalities. My parents were um, in the manufacturing business, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. So um, I'm actually the first generation, first person to go to college in my right. whole extended family. Oh, so wow. they're mainly stuck with the manufacturing, uh -huh, kind uh -huh. of like gave me the freedom to run the sales and wholesale side right. of the business. And then so the management. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. It wasn't too much headbutting. It kind right, of like right. let me do my thing and they do their thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a at. that's a perfect that's yeah. actually a perfect combination. <laughs> now when you have like a new idea for a business, who do you bring it to? Like first, is it your parents or do you have a mentor? I mean, who do you bounce off ideas? Well, this year I have a consultant on board, mm -hmm. Wendy. So it's been been me and her, you oh, know, speaking, okay. right, right. trying to figure out what the next, the, you know, what's next for right, the business. Right, right. I think everyone's thinking about yes. what are we going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> How are we going to pivot? Right, yeah. right, right. How long is this going to last? You know? exactly. exactly. No, I totally, I totally get it because the fashion landscape really changed. I mean dramatically even just from covid and also from like a couple years ago you saw that big shift from you know yeah um like right direct from to wholesale stores to now like e-commerce right um now what what are your hopes for the fashion industry <laughs> i think there's a big trend with people shopping local and mm -hmm. you know supporting small businesses right, right, right. hopefully that continues right 
um, yeah, there's no way we could compete with the big guys, you That's know, true. but like That's having true. our u- unique, um, brand identity, yeah. having people that we connect with through right, our social right. media and, you know, just our tribe. Hopefully right. that's, I mean, right. that's what, you know, that's, that's a success, right? No, no, there. no. Yeah. I agree. Like you really only need like good handful of people to really get your word out there right. and then your influence can then really spread. <laughs> yeah. So no, I definitely get that. Um, is there one big mistake that you've made in, uh, in business that you go, oh, I wish I didn't do that, but Hey, I learned from it. What was it? I think just, um, starting, I started a couple businesses, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, just it wasn't the scope wasn't big enough it was just like two one product base or uh, uh-huh. um so it's now like when i start a new business i do a lot more back you right, know like right. make sure that everything is ready before i could jump into that project right, that's true yeah i think i thought about it too he's like oh i'm in kids business so yeah i'm just gonna start importing this kid's pajama line it's gonna work out great right, you know right, like, right. so a lot of lessons there that's true that's yeah. true um so what is some of the hardest things that you have to deal with running a, a company day to day during this time, there's a lot of different challenges now, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> right. um, it's mainly like my employees. Right. Uh, we had, at one point, we had 13 before mm-hmm. we closed down. Right. So um, trying to get people back and trying right. to, you know, making sure that, I mean, we're, we're having a tough time, but yeah. they're having a tough time. And that's they're, I mean, it's family, you know, yeah. so that's the hardest, I that's think. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's tough because, you know, not everybody wants to weather the storm with you <laughs> together. That's what one thing I've realized with employees. I know <laughs> not everybody wants to weather the storm together as a, as a group. So, and it's, and then some do, and the, the ones that you do, you really appreciate it. Yeah, out of it. Yeah. Um, because it really means that you are a family to them. Yeah. Um, so tell me about some of the p- uh, projects that you're working on right now. Yeah. So since we pivoted to making face masks, mm-hmm. that was back in um, late March, actually, right, right. when they told us to shut down. Uh-huh. Um, we luckily, because we manufacture a lot in Los Angeles, right. we have the whole production in LA. Ah, so we had okay. fabric mm-hmm. readily available, right. cutting, everything. So we were able to pivot really quickly to mm-hmm. making face masks. Oh, nice. Um so that has saved us for right, you know, right. this time. Yeah. And since then, we got a direct-to-garment printer mm-hmm. so, so we could start customizing face masks. But this is not going to last forever. So that's we're trying to figure out what more new things right, we could right, do right. with the printer. Um, like I said, the special occasion is not um, right, a right, booming right. industry right <laughs> yeah. now. So everyone's buying cozy wear, home wear. You know, that's like true. that's the that's next true. thing. So trying to do more casual lines, right. um, still kids, but yeah. boys and girls mm-hmm. trying to just like offer, um, diversify our product base, right, just offer right. more new things to our customers. So you can actually personalize and customize every pattern and print on your sh- machine? The printer is just for the print, uh, okay, but we okay. do have our in-house cutting uh, and we so have patterns, right, so we right. can really make anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people love to, <laughs> to do customize or, right. you know, like, yeah customize printing um that that's actually a huge business right <laughs> and then thank you for the mask i mean your, your masks are so cute and you have on my logo and yeah. <laughs> my print on it thank you You're welcome. um so now there's a lot of foreign competition as well and then being domestically producing your products what are some of the pressures or i mean what is it like to have a manufacturing facility here in the u.s it's definitely tough tougher now mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um especially when the business isn't there a lot right. of them are closing down right, right, but right. i guess our um there's a lot of brands out there mm-hmm. but our main um you know strong suit was that we were made in la right right now you know made in usa tax right, so that was right. our thing yeah so 
yes, it's a little more expensive mm-hmm. to produce, but we could turn things around so quick. That's true. Yeah. That's actually, um, yeah, because that's actually a problem now with the pandemic, right? right. All the foreign goods are it's stuck, stuck there. Right, yeah. right. And then even if they're back working, it takes a while to get right. back um, to and everything. And the shipping, and it just right, takes a lot right, of time right, right, to right. get anything out from right. China or that's abroad. That's true. So. Yeah, because I know the shipping during March, and I remember the shipping went up like five times. Yeah. <laughs> it was like crazy. Yeah, the shipping by air used to be like seven dollars a kilogram right, but right. It, when i like in april it was like twenty dollars no it was kilogram. crazy yeah. yeah like we couldn't and we're like oh my gosh we better just consolidate and ship yeah. once a month yeah you know because it got crazy yeah. yeah but anyway and then ocean takes forever on exactly. top of that and that, exactly. that's true and then sometimes when something's hot like you just want to keep going after it um so that those the timing is really good for for la manufacturing Definitely. oh that's nice we could turn things around in like two weeks almost like oh, when nice. things are out of stock uh-huh. and we're able to cut and reproduce and get it in stock right away that's true so that's our, a lot true. of our online customers really love that you right, know right, right. they hate out of stock <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, they make true. a sale and they don't if right, they don't have stock right. that's then. true and if they don't have like a pre-sale function right they've lost a sale right right um, so now I know you're super busy and I know you're also like doing other things other than the work that you put into your business. You're doing real estate. <laughs> Tell me about what your real estate investment project or sure. <laughs> that you're working on. Um, so I have a problem where I can't just do one thing at a time. <laughs> That's your entrepreneur. That's why it's, it's sometimes I'm like, okay, why am I doing, why am I doing this myself? You know, right. but I just really love just doing new things, mm-hmm. learning new things. Right, um, right. Real estate was always a passion of mine because yeah. I saw how much people like smart people were mm-hmm. investing in real estate. Right, right. So I was, had the opportunity to partner up with some people here and, into a flip project mm-hmm. and kind of learn the whole you know ah, from start to finish right right, right. um it's amazing i love it yeah <laughs> it's so fascinating and so right. fun right it's so different than what right. you're doing normally you yeah. know they're out there during the day talking to contractors mm-hmm. like oh do this do that and i'm like behind my desk i'm like i like that's sounds pretty fun you yeah, know yeah, go yeah. out that's there that's true that's true but then yeah. it's the entrepreneur and you just can't sit still exactly. can you exactly <laughs> no that's a good thing because that's that's natural that can't be taught that can that you know that's the kind of just comes with you and who you are uh, i know you're also very involved with the asian business community so tell me about why is that so important to you I was able to join um, the board seat for mm-hmm. Asian Business Association. Mm-hmm. This was this is actually my sixth year. I'm wow. co-chair of the board. It's my mm-hmm. last year, so I've been doing it for many, many years. Uh-huh. Um, in the beginning, I was just like honored to be a part of it. It uh-huh. was a lot of a learning lesson right, for right, me, right. Yeah. Um, being able to have all these successful um, entrepreneurs like, right. that were my friends. That, That's you know, true. That's and true. And they could be my mentors. I just learned so much from them. That's true. Um, I really believe like your net your network is mm-hmm. your net worth right I, like right. live by that yes, just like li- knowing m- people and just like having actual connections with them having that's relationships true. with them <laughs> takes you so true. far you know that's true no i agree um that definitely that's how we met <laughs> you yeah. know yeah that was a couple yeah. years ago already you're you're one of the panelists yeah for that was events. crazy yeah. yeah i was like oh they Many must really ago. ran out of panelists <laughs> no you're amazing <laughs> no, but that was yeah. fun though i actually got to know a lot of people there 
the panelists and I got to know the people in the in the group and yeah I've been to so many of your events yeah. so you guys did a great job with the virtual one just thank you this, so much like, yeah, yeah. this last past month it, um, it's hard being an entrepreneur you know it right, could be lonely right. especially if you don't have a community that's people true that, that's very um, very could true could support you right. I mean you have your friends but if right. you're not in business right. you can't really have the same conversations that's true. that you would with other entrepreneur where they really feel your pain and yes. hey I'm in I'm in so much debt it's like it's okay my credit cards maxed out too you know just <laughs> yeah. like things like that makes that's you feel true. better that that's you're not true. alone <laughs> that, that, that is definitely yeah. true and you'd be surprised you know a lot of business owners like to help each other they do yeah because yeah. there's no point in competing i mean it's not like we're all in a different you know like same business or competing for the same customers right it's, it's actually more helpful if we help each other out so yeah. yeah, that's the one thing I've learned with like getting to know people that so many people are really out there to help each other. Yeah. So that's really, really nice. Um, is, is there anything, I know uh, you told us about your father unfortunately passed away several years ago. Is there some enduring lessons or, you know, on, on entrepreneurship that you learned from your father that you want to share with us? Just working hard, you know, just, um, he worked too hard, probably. Uh, mm. So a little segment of my dad, he, he had cancer for 10 years, mm -hmm. liver cancer. Oh. Um, my sister actually gave part of her liver to my dad uh -huh. um, for a transplant right, surgery. Right, so right. that's just like power of family and love. Right. That's oh, that's like amazing. That lesson. Yeah. Um, and then it's like Kidstream is kind of his legacy too right, now. So it's just right. more of like more love and more emotions right, tied right, to right, the business right. now. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. But he worked so hard and he just like um, just taught that. Just like working hard. That's true. I mean, I, I feel like that's the generation of our parents. My, my father is like a super workaholic. I think yeah. he worked. He also had cancer and he passed away just a couple months ago, too. But he literally worked until he couldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then, you know, then, then then it was the illness. But you're right. I mean, that's some one thing that we take away from our parents. But he that. did tell me to not work so hard <laughs> to live your life. Right. You know? Right. Right. I think so. it's more work life balance. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, any tips on the work-life balance? <laughs> you know, I don't have kids, mm -hmm. so I think that helps a lot. You know, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So a lot of like, if I'm out of work, then it's just my time, and uh -huh. I could just, um, I do like to do a lot of things. Oh, I'm always nice. active, like trying to over my weekends when I have a free time. I'm yeah. like, living life to the max. You know, <laughs> doing activities, always trying to. Yeah, I find joy in a lot of things. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So what can we look forward to in the next couple of years from you? For Kids Dream, um, we're definitely going to be pivoting to do more casual wear mm -hmm. for boys and girls. We're uh, completely okay. rebranding our site mm -hmm, right now. Mm -hmm. It's like mainly girls. So right, right. more kids, more um, casual wear. We're um, starting a new project to do more uh, a STEM collection, ah, a STEM clothing collection. Right, that's right. going to be for kids that are, you know, smart kids that love STEM. And right, just like right. they don't really have clothing that's specifically for them. Right, so right. we're creating a whole collection around that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. a nice. Yeah. Because my daughter's actually quite yeah into that science yeah. area, too. Yeah. And you're right. You know, not it's it's not the same, you know, girls and boys versus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Um, so it's great. Um, thank you so much for sharing your stories yeah. and being here in person, yeah. <laughs> live, especially during the COVID times. Um, but anyway, uh, let's um, let's kind of really learn from your lessons and, you know, your stories. And hopefully we can inspire a couple of young girls out there <laughs> or men <laughs> um, that, you know, life, this is how it is. And business, you know, our, an entrepreneur journey, there's ups and downs. And uh, it's really, truly inspiring that you're able to turn a really 
difficult situation into a really good one and come out of it um, stronger than ever. Uh, so thank you. Uh, for all of those who haven't followed Chewy, you can actually find her on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also follow Kids Dream and LA Face Mask on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Or you can just go shop directly online at kidsdreamus.com. If you enjoy our podcast today, please subscribe to our podcast and check out our videos on our website, girlinfluencepower.com, or on Collectin's YouTube channel. Well, there you have it, Chewy J. Thank, thank you for you. coming. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for tuning in life today at Girl Influence Power, brought to you in partnership with Collectin and CastBox.